we have a responsibility to get the work to the streets. MDOT presents the Extra Mile Podcast. Highways, um, movement of goods, these are things that we rely on every day. Got to have the ability to get their product to market. As long as you're performing, we want to be behind you pushing. Welcome in to another edition of the Extra Mile podcast presented by the Mississippi Department of Transportation. I'm MDOT Digital Media Manager Paul Catool. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Will Kraft. He handles government and constituent affairs here at the agency. And Will, we've been on the road for the past couple episodes. I'm very excited to be back here at the MDOT Global Headquarters in Jackson. And we've got the chief on the show. We've got MDOT Deputy Executive Director, Chief Engineer, Brian Ratliff, uh, here to speak with us to give us some MDOT updates, a little information on Brian. If you haven't heard uh, heard from him before on previous previous episodes, he's been with MDOT since 1996. He was also the uh, the DE for District 5, and he was appointed uh, Deputy Executive Director, Chief Engineer in 2020. Uh, interesting time for sure. Brian, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank y'all for having me. We appreciate Miss Penny letting you come down here. <laughs> Absolutely, Brian. A big project just wrapped up. We want to put a bow on it. Highway 49 in Rankin County. Uh, you played several different roles during the during the project. And so, from kind of a personal standpoint, you know, what does it mean to wrap that project up? What does it mean for you know the traveling public out there? Well, you know, it is it was it was a major construction project down there in on 49 between Florence and uh, Richland. Um, you know, I started uh, working on Highway 49 in the uh, right-of-way acquisition phase um, did a lot of eminent domain had to go to court a lot um, to purchase the property from landowners and stuff and then um, I was in charge of relocating the utilities down there um, you know buying the right-of-way took about three years uh, relocating the utilities took about two and a half and like you said we're putting a bow on that thing down there and and uh, took five years to, to to see it see it complete so um, you know the the travel times I've heard um, have have reduced by 15 to 20 minutes depending on where you're coming from. Um, so traffic has been flowing really well, and um, you know I think it looks really really good. And and um, you know got to thank the contractor Yates Construction out, out of Philadelphia, Mississippi. They did you know they they worked 24/7 um, and and got that project complete. Excellent, excellent. Had some issues, you know, over the years, right? Things popped up. Things happen, uh, unfortunately. But, man, it is a gem now that's done. I think it's going to be something we can be proud of for years, right? Absolutely. And, you know, we we talk about the local commute, you know, times going down. Also, we talk about, you know, the corridor, um, you know, the goods and services that run up from the coast to Jackson. And uh, um, that so it's going to increase the efficiency of of getting the goods and service where they need to go. No doubt. So I've been with MDOT for six years now, and I've noticed a pattern. So there's these big projects, um, you know, I-55 South in Madison County, you know, Highway 12 in Starkville, 49 in, uh, in Rankin County. And, you know, it, it is an inconvenience for sure, but it's worth kind of just seeing things through because it seems like once they're done, people are very happy, correct? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and I've got to commend all the residents, uh, you know, Florence and, and Richland. They were very, very patient while we were down there reconstructing 49. Like I say, it's a lot smoother. It's a lot safer. You know, all those traffic signals are timed together. And, you know, I, I was driving down last Sunday 
and uh you know i didn't i didn't stop till i got to jerry's seafood down there um so all the way from i-20 so i mean i just zipped right through there and was down there in about 16 minutes but i can't tell you how i was speeding or <laughs> but still i mean to not have to stop from from 20 all the way down to jerry's that's a pretty good stretch that is good that's it was and it was a pleasant pleasant ride my you know my son was in the back and he said man this is a smooth road dad it is smooth it is so something to be proud of and you know many years to come i, I am i'm very much thankful <laughs> i don't do nearly as much commuting up and down as i used to but i still remember those days <laughs> Um, well, talking about projects and, and especially big ones going on, I-20. We've got the big stuff happening right now, right? Yeah. Well, you know, we had a, um, a ribbon cutting yesterday, uh, two days ago. Yeah. Um, on I-20, we've completed the bridge that, uh, you know, is right there, I-20 eastbound around uh, McDowell Road exit and I-55 south. Um, big bridge. And, um, you know, we, we did that, you know, in traffic. We did it most of it at night. We kept lanes open and, you know, kept goods and freight moving and, and you know, getting everybody to and from work, but I'm really proud of that project the way it turned out. Got finished a little bit ahead of time yep. too. Yeah, we did. And um, you know, again, I want to commend uh, the contractor, Key LLC. They're out of Madison, Mississippi. They did an excellent job on completing that bridge a little early. That's awesome. I, I didn't, to be honest with you, I really didn't even notice my commuting back and forth a whole lot of traffic turnover that you know folks in other places trying to avoid it so i mean i know it, it must have been pretty good uh they did a great job of getting folks through there even while they're working on it yeah, apparently absolutely for sure so brian we just talked about putting a bow on 49 but there's other projects going on in the state you know there's a big one up in itawamba county that people you know don't think about as much but can you kind of walk us through the the major projects that are going on in the state right now yeah i mean i two come to mind real quick uh corridor v like i said in itawamba right. county um you know we've we've basically done completed all the dirt work um we just turned into a paving job we're about 50 percent complete with the paving and uh we, we're going to finish that project early um love that one, huh? love that oh, absolutely um Always love it. I, greenville uh we got one up in greenville um it's the greenville bypass on highway 82 and we've moved over 600,000 cubic yards of bar dirt to build that roadway um we got a little slow start uh, starting off, but we've completed uh, three box culverts and uh, started our drill shaft construction. And uh, like I say, moving the dirt has been um, a real good thing going on that uh, the contractor has really accelerated and, and has done performed really well. It's a good deal. These aren't really capacity projects, right, that we're talking about? Well, I mean, they're definitely new projects. Okay. Um, you know, new roadways. Um, Corridor V, you know, didn't didn't exist before we started this and then the highway 82 bypass is um you know a new road on new alignment as well so what kind of are, are some projects you know that talked a lot about the last legislative session we got some extra money for you know uh, x y and z for paving kind of moving some capacity projects ahead. any of those capacity things kind of moving yet oh yeah um you know we did get you know from the legislation legislation uh, session we've got uh, 45 million dollars to right. uh to improve our maintenance program, which is basically our paving program. And we got $35 million to go towards capacity projects, and it specifically said to do pre-construction yep. uh, to spend those dollars. And, and, and we've already started uh, working on those projects. We've identified them. The commission approved uh, two commissions ago, uh, updated three-year plan, and yep. we added those capacity projects to the plan, and we're moving. And then you mentioned it already, talking about the, the maintenance part, the money. Uh, I know inflation's kind of hit us a little bit there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the day of a $100 a ton asphalt is over. Um, 
So, you know, with the additional $45 million that the legislature gave us last uh, for this year, um, basically, you know, inflation is, is eating that up. But we were able to give one district an extra paving project out of that $45 million. So, so we did bring some forward, but we didn't bring as much as we thought we could uh, due to the inflation. And I'm sure that's hitting every category of uh, construction. Uh, yeah, bridge, concrete, you know, clay, gravel, dirt, all of it. You know, basically it boils down to trucking and labor yeah. costs that uh and and you know the material has went up as well but right now trucking um you know getting people to you know have their cdl license to get the material from the you know asphalt plant to the job has been a big problem and then you know finding labor so that's what that's what why we're seeing increased price for sure so so brian we're recording this episode on august 25th you know, yesterday we had some pretty crazy weather some, <laughs> man some we had a big day yesterday there's no doubt it was pretty crazy and, and honestly we're not out of the woods yet we could see some more in the coming days uh but you know uh you know as that was happening after the fact you know we we made preparation everything you know mdot workers let's let's talk about them they're the first responders they were out there they were out there all yeah. night making repairs and and things like that. So let's pump them up a little bit. Oh, absolutely, man. I, you know, I didn't go to bed to probably one o'clock this morning. I was listening sure. to the radio, uh, CB radios, and and our our crews were out all night. You know, staying with the flooding that was occurring. Uh, you know, we were repairing, making repairs to the roadway and shoulders uh, last night as well. Um, you know, I got a text from a buddy of mine um, during the day, and he had been looking at our MDOT traffic um, cameras and stuff, and he, he took a picture of, um, you know, a guy that was standing on I-55 around Meadowbrook Road in the pouring down rain, and he was shoveling to try to unclog a, a, a drain. And, you know, we think about how how dangerous that is. You know, you've got water in the road, and... You know, everybody's driving real fast, and, you know, he's trying to get the roadway back safe to where the water can drain off there. And, and you know, I wouldn't want to be put in that situation, but but our guys always step up. And, um, you know, we, we don't thank them enough, and I don't think we can thank them enough, but uh, they really go above and beyond. And like I say, we were out working all night, and, you know, we're back at it again this morning. These men and women are, are true heroes. They put their lives on the line to, to make sure that, you know, everybody can get where they need to be, which is truly admirable. Yes, absolutely. And like I said, I just can't thank them enough that, uh, you know, I, I I really don't see how they, they do what they do, but they're very, very talented, very, um, you know, they're MDOT people, man. They just love the, the state of Mississippi. They love their work and they love their coworkers and being part of the MDOT family. Well, and, and first responders by every merit of the definition, you know. I mean, generally storms come through and stuff like that. You know, you think people think blue lights and MEMA and stuff like that, but usually they're following an MDOT vehicle or a crew to get into these areas. You yeah, know? you know, you know, I don't think I've seen MHP or Department of Public Safety have a backhoe. That's know, right. To be able That's to right. move big right. trees that have fell across the road. And, and you know, we are certainly <laughs> appreciative and, and would talk very highly about the work these other agencies do. We just, I think our guys get left out of that true first responder. Oh, absolutely. You know, get chainsaws, you know, skid steers, right. front end loaders, and, and, and get that stuff out of the way to where, you know, we can get a fire truck or we can get an ambulance to, you know, wherever it needs to be. And um, usually we're the, we're the first ones down. And you mentioned yeah. it, talking about the we're out of the woods yet. Uh, this is the, what's today, the 24th, 25th? 25th, yeah. I think uh, Thursday. I'm, I'm hearing Saturday the river's supposed to crest. We'll, yeah, we'll, see. well, I just got off a um, conference call with the, the Weather Service. and Okay. Um, 
the latest break, uh, breaking news here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, um, they, they're really saying it's going to crest Tuesday. Okay. Um, I'm hearing the number of 36 feet. True. Which is uh, pretty amazing. Um, back in 2020, I think it got to 36.6. Yeah. Um, so we'll be we'll be ready to to you know be able to close lanes off as needed. Um, so, you know, we've got a pretty good um, experience with, the, you know, about that level of flood, you know, that level of the river and what it floods first and, and all that. So we'll be ready. What were you telling me earlier? Something, was it nine inches that Newton saw? Yeah, nine inches of rain yesterday in a 24-hour period. And in the last 72 hours in that same area, you know, we've gotten 14 inches total. That's a lot of water. That's, That's a it. lot of water. Absolutely wild. Uh, Brian, uh, you know, this has been a question we've got a lot on social media, copper wire theft, and you have an update on that, right? Man, I've got plenty of copper wire. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> copper wire theft stories. But, uh, yes, we, we did meet uh, with the city of Jackson and, and Department of Public Safety. Um, Commissioner Tindall was there. Um, Commissioner Simmons was there. The director, Brad White, uh, folks from the district. JPD, the mayor of Jackson, and, and we were discussing uh, Hines County uh, Board of Supervisors was there as well, attended, and, and we think we got a lot of uh, good information, and uh, we, we look forward to implementing some things to try to stop that. Excellent. I can't imagine, what, you know, the, the roundtable trying to come up with those solutions because, like you said, it happens sometimes you just have, you know, maybe middle of the day or middle of the night, you don't know. That's the right. The poles over there kind of tucked away from the woods. I can only imagine. Uh, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Well, we're kind of wrapping things up here, getting to the end of it. Um, as you know, we always hit you with with the food question. <laughs> um, and it will refresher. So Brian mentioned last time one of his favorite places to eat was Mott Hamels. So we're gonna do some uh, keeper fantasy football keeper rules. You can't use the same place again. Have you been to anywhere new recently? Maybe or have a new favorite or somebody else you give a shout out? Well, you know something that is a little lighter. I like. Um, it's over in Pearl. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Do you remember the name? Of it? I do, Frisco's. Frisco's right? Deli. I think the first time I met you, I, I took you there, Will. Probably. <laughs> I had to learn how to order. you got to be quick in there. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, super good service. That's uh, awesome. Super good food, and they give you a lot, and uh, you can get in and out of there. But uh, you see a lot of local people there, and, and you know, some – See, you know, if I went every week, I could see the same person two or three times. And it was good, too. I mean, that, that place was packed. Every time I've driven by there, it's like that. Yeah, it's a line out in the street every day. Which always tells you it's good. <laughs> That's exactly uh, right. And then a new one we're going to throw at you, a little bit different here off the beaten path. First vehicle. It was a transportation podcast. We'll get a little out there. What was your first car, Brian? My first car was a late 1980s uh, Buick Regal. Oh, yeah. Two door. Oh yeah. Two door. They didn't want you. To, they didn't want you to have any passengers. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah, that was my first car. I, was, I remember my dad saying, "No, you're gonna get a single cab because you don't need to be driving anybody else around." You know, <laughs> time I had my backpack over there, that was about all I could carry in my little truck. What about a favorite? If you could have any, you know, you have, ever had a dream ride? Well, sort of, kind of, but uh, I'm a Ford man, so okay. I'm a I'm a Mustang GT guy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Three hundred two. Pass everything on Five the highway speed. except the gas station. <laughs> That's exactly right. There you go. Right on. Right on. That's good stuff. So we'll ask you one more question just before we get out of here. Uh, State Personnel Board, uh, SEC Squared, how has that kind of played out for uh, for MDOT employees? We, well, you know, the last time I was on, um, I told you that the director had made it a 
focus of mine to uh, to be able to get employees' salaries up. Um, we did a first round of um, of salary adjustments, and it, it was well received and well deserved. And uh, we're still looking at, at doing a, another round of a salary adjustments pretty soon, and hopefully we'll do that by Christmas. And uh, like I say, the system has really um, you know helped MDOT be able to retain some folks. You know, we had about 25, 30 people that actually pulled their retirement. You know, ready to retire, mm -hmm. and because of these salary adjustments, they've decided to stay. So that means the more experienced people we were able to hold on to, That's to right. where we could train some of our new people. And um, we're hoping that now that we've gotten our salaries to be more competitive, that we will be able to actually, you know, hire some new people in. And while we're retaining these old, older guys um, with the experience and to, to be able to train them before we put them in the management positions. That's excellent. And an organization this large, institutional knowledge is a, is a huge, huge thing. So, yeah, we um, just had one of your one of your guys in here is EIT working through the system. Uh, special shout out to our LPA folks for <laughs> coming to visit the podcast studio. Yeah, yeah and he's, he was an old Miss fan. I don't know why we were leading. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, but so we are getting close to football season. We, we could are. talk yes, we a little are. bit of football, but uh, this uh, uh, this Saturday, right? I think or maybe so. even they Thursday. They call it Week Zero. There so, we go. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So anyway, that'll have to be a, a, its own special episode. We'll do an MDOT uh, college football preview. Everything will be very civil. I kid. Maybe. Anyway, Brian, we really appreciate you dropping by, and we'll definitely have you in the future as things kind of move forward on these projects and, and such. So thank you for being with us. Well, thank you all for having me again. And, and look, I support you all in, in this podcast. I, I love listening to the podcast, and um, I wish I was on the road a little more where I could – listen to a lot more of them well, thanks. but, uh, but y'all have done an excellent job and uh you know want to just thank y'all for taking the time and do it oh yeah man well we sincerely appreciate it and I'm, with that i'm gonna give all the credit to drew though he makes us look and sound pretty on the force oh that is that is the absolute truth <laughs> katie keeps us in line definitely definitely so let's let's wrap things up and thank all the listeners out there for tuning into the Extra Mile pod, podcast. We also want to thank, uh, we just talked about her, Katie Hornsby, who's our producer, and our editor, Drew Hall. Uh, remember, you can listen, watch each episode by visiting gom.com forward slash the extra mile. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, severe weather, projects, anything you want to find out about MDOT. At Mississippi DOT is the handle there. We'll leave you with the tagline. Remember to drive smart out there on Mississippi highways. Thank you.